0: Hey guys, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a few others. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And I save the best part for last. It's totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A N C H O R. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Intellectual too with James Kirkman. Powerful. Provocative, prophetic, and practical, Intellectual, informative, and inspirational. How you gonna do better if you don't know what better looks like? I do. do. Come on, let's talk about it with me, the mind massager.
1: Oh, <sweak>
0: More chance, little more chance to get in it because we had some good uh, we had some good responses earlier today, so I know it's more people gonna. <laughs> 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 Can you hear me?
2: I can hear you. Not that loud.
0: Hopefully they can hear me. Can you hear me better now? We're going to cut this on off. Yeah. Can you, this, uh, can you hear me better now? Just I can I'm, hear you. All right, good. How you doing tonight?
2: I'm good. How about yourself? I
0: am good. I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you for calling me and uh, reacquainting me with this story when um, we were talking about it on um, yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm. At first,
0: I didn't know, I'm like, I know she wrote a book, but I didn't know, remember what the book was about. And then when we started chatting about the book, then you were, you brought up her name and you told me the story. And I was like, wow, because I remember during that time, I was actually living in Conyers, Georgia. So, but we'll get into the story a little bit later. But first of all, uh, welcome to my show. Welcome to the Intellectual Studio.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you.
0: And uh, so you're Yucca Harris. Let her, let every every. Let let I read the Voyager ad about you and all. That you've done but uh and how you're the modeling and all those types of things but tell everybody who who Yucca harris is
2: Yucca harris is a 47 year old <laughs> young lady that um resides and she you know i'm originally from atlanta mm-hmm. um i work in the hair industry been working in the hair industry for over 10 11 years and i am well, in the past, I've been doing some modeling, so I've, I call myself now. I'm a model turned author. So now I am a self-published author. Okay. Okay,
0: and that's what, and that's what forty-seven wear. Yeah, Queen. I said the same thing, and she said it like she was old, but I'm, I'm older than she is. I'm. Mm-hmm. Somebody said forty-seven wear
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's that's a good compliment but yeah she's uh yeah she's uh she we actually go to church together yeah i, I know yeah. she had been talking about her book and um and uh and for those that remember uh i, I want because we'll get into the book a little bit more we're gonna kind of because i want to do this in a broader scale i told you in february this is gonna kind of be a segue tonight into what we'll do later uh but do me a favor for those of us that are new to the story, because a lot of my uh viewers in Arkansas and other states, but I remember this was a nationwide story. Tell everybody, because with the name of tell first of all, tell us the name of the book.
2: The name of the book is The Untold Story of Nikki Whitehead, torn to pieces and inspired by a true story.
0: Okay. And what was the story? What was the true story?
2: Well, the story is actually about a girlfriend of mine's. Um, Well, actually she was my best friend. Her and I had been friends since um, we were kids. Um, And the book is really pretty much tell you about the friendship from the beginning. Um, When I met Nikki, met Nikki at the age of 12, Um, it goes into the fact that, you know, we met each other, Um, like I I discussed with you, um, it's more so, we became strangers we were friends we became good friends best friends and at the very end of her life we we were sisters um she was like family um in the midst, midst of it all um of course nikki and i we grew and you know to adolescent adults um teenage years we went through all that together um, and the book entails Um, Nikki Childhood, Um, her and I, we grew up and we went different paths. And it was almost like that saying opposite attracts because she was totally opposite um, Mm -hmm. from, you know, my upbringing. Her upbringing was totally different. She experienced a lot of things that I had no knowledge of. It was just me being that listening ear over the years. Um, Mm -hmm. Never judge, never judgment. You know, it's just the fact that, you know, I loved her for who she were. um, And I'm pretty sure, you know, vice versa. And so the thing is, um, Nikki had a set of twins um, at the age, what, 19, 18 years old. And we had a path where, you know, here it is. I had a daughter at at 17. Nikki had her daughters, I want to say at 19. She had a set of twins. Um, She met the father of the twins. Knowing pretty much not, well, not that much about him. Um, to find out that, you know, he was married, already had a family Mm -hmm. um, originally from Kingston, Jamaica. She didn't know pretty much about his background and upbringing. Um, She would later find out about um, the father of the kid's background. And his name is Chino and it's listed in the book. Um, So it just goes into the whole aura of us growing up and here it is we having kids um we're still pretty much doing what we were doing um childhood teenage and into the adulthood um and so the thing is it's just that nikki coming from a family where she yearned to be really close-knit and to have a family because she wasn't really she wasn't raised in of a I would say a family home because Nikki's grandmother raised her. Um, mm-hmm. And in the book, I go into more and more details as far as what lay, lead up to the fact that she wasn't raised with a mother. She wasn't raised with her siblings. She was the oldest of five. Um, so it just entails that, that whole family oriented where it wasn't really just a regular home that she was brought up in. It was more of a dysfunctional family.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, her mother never got along with her mother. And then Nikki didn't get along with, you know what I mean? Her mother. And here it is. The kids grew up to, to at the end, you know, murder their mother. So it's just leading up to, to the murder of Nikki Whitehead.
0: And you said, that occurred 13 years ago today
2: 12, 12 12 years ago today yep so yeah her murder took place january 13th of 2010.
0: you know that like i said earlier that that really hit home to me because um during that time um i was living in Conyers. okay and uh and living in Conyers, my kids went to school uh at the middle school yeah middle school and elementary schools during that time and i think i remember the police the big police presence and all that stuff in that area because i remember the area that she stayed in and uh and, and they said that this beautiful young lady uh was found murdered i think she would have been stabbed to death and was in the bathtub and they were trying to figure out who killed this young lady uh, and then we found out a couple of months later that it was her very own daughters Murder. It was two. It was two twins, and the twins were. And I don't want to I mean. Not that beautiful people can't do anything, but these two little girls are beautiful. I mean, were beautiful, gorgeous little girls that you wouldn't imagine doing anything like that. And I and I read in the book how. Uh, well, no, I hadn't read the complete book yet, but I read the, the uh, what Amazon gives you as the kind of the, the lead up, and you describe how it was when you went to the house that day can you take us through that moment again real quick and like i said we'll talk more about that in february but i got a few people that are asking questions in the chat and i want to say can you take us how 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 did you hear about it and then and then after you heard about it what was your response and all those things
2: okay what led up to that is that and get into the story you would know that um The girls was taken out of Nikki custody um, Mm -hmm. for about a year and a half. A lot of people get that misconstrued to the fact that she didn't have custody of her kids. She always had custody of her kids. It's just that her and her kids always lived under the same roof under her, her grandmother, and which is the kids' great-grandmother. So they all lived together. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just the fact that Nikki ventured out in Connors because she had met her boyfriend, uh, Robert, at the time. He was a truck driver. Um, Nikki was a hairstylist. And so um, a year prior to January 13th of 2010, a year prior to that, um, Nikki actually went through this whole disciplinary, trying to discipline the girls because here they were, teenagers. And um, she found out some things about the girls as far as um kind of flirting c- coating with older guys and she didn't want that for him did, did, well, did you say well you know
0: we, wait a minute did you say, do they still use the word Colton? well you know we
2: old school right <laughs> so that's the thing that she found out that they were doing all what we had done in our days you know yeah. what i mean okay and so um with that being said it's that she tried to, you know, remove a telephone from a, a cell phone from one individual, and it went. It broke out. if they broke out into a fight. Okay. So the police got involved. The courts got involved, and then it became an issue where they wanted to separate the kids because at this point, Nikki is living with her boyfriend because they all, you know, the her and the kids with Robert and grandmother, great grandmother is over there, you know, living, you know within her household. So when the fight broke out, they actually separated Nikki and the kids and wanted the kids to go over to Della, which is her great, which is her grandmother, which is the kids great, great grandmother. Mm -hmm. And so when the courts went to do reviews, you know what I mean? Quarterly, it was a review coming up, you know, the board will look at certain situations while they were in the custody of their Uh great-grandmother because you got to look at it. Nikki had turned from being the victim and turn, and and it turned out to be that they was making her the villain. Mm -hmm. Um, She was the victim a year prior to her death. And Nikki was trying to explain to everybody, to the court, you know, um, you know what the girls was doing. And sometimes Nikki whole, Way of doing what she was doing didn't come off as believable. So therefore, the courts, it, you know, the courts was no longer believing what Nikki was saying because the girls were so manipulative that where they was able to turn that whole thing around and pin it on Nikki. So right. when Nikki let it be known that one day she went to court, this was out of a year of separation from the kids. She knew at some point that she would have to get the girls back in her custody. Um, leading up to that is just that. Nikki called me and she told me one day she had to go to court. She go to court. It was very unexpected that she got the kids back in her custody and she was doing everything, James, under the sun, you know, to keep these girls really happy, content, because at this point, when they were told they were going back home, they didn't want to go back home at this point because it was, yeah, so it was
0: freedom with the grandmother.
2: It was freedom with the grant, with their great grandmother. They was able to do what they wanted to do. And that's why, the courts turned the whole thing around because of the fact they saw that they were no longer, you know, going to classes. They were skipping classes. Um, the attendance had dropped, the grades was dropping, being out of, you know, Nikki custody. So therefore she was rewarded the kids back to her. And so in that moment, she was really, just really, really, really out here. Um, in need of any assistance, you know what I mean? A listening ear, anybody will listen. She was a hairstylist, so everybody in her chair, you know, she was letting be known what she was going through. So within this, it was a two week period that she was only to have the girls. It was a trial and error type situation. And so it was two weeks that she had the girls and that Saturday leading up to, I'll never forget, it was a Wednesday when they killed her. January 13th, 2010 was on a Wednesday when they Mm -hmm. murdered her. I never forget because that weekend she called me that Saturday and she had them at the salon, the hair salon with her. And she was just telling me how they were so unruly. You know, she never had experienced the things that they were taking her through. You know what I mean? Because they Mm -hmm. didn't want to be there. She called me that Saturday and told me if anything happened to her, she said the kids didn't. (laughs) Really? Oh yeah. And so that was, that was like a, really a big moment for me to really, you know, take Nikki serious and really go, you know, just to check on her and check on her well-being. So I went up to the salon that Saturday. I actually had a talk with the girls. Uh, we had a talk. When I tell you, it went from, you know, one didn't, one of the girls really didn't want to say nothing. The other one, you know, she opened up to me The where we went from that to where we cried together, you know, I gave them all my information, um, because I knew my girlfriend at times can be, you know, she'll go from zero to a hundred real fast. And I was just letting them know that here it is, you know, you have me. And I explained to me, to the girls that the kids I explained to them that Nikki had been a girlfriend of mine since their age. And I just Mm -hmm. felt like at that time, um, she was saying it was being very disrespectful. And I was just letting them know that, you know, I wasn't gonna allow them to continue to treat her like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And they had my information. So when I was told about that if anything happened to her, the kids did it, I took that very serious. And so that's, Mm -hmm. I didn't hear from her within two days, two or three days. And so, when I got a phone call, I actually got a phone call from DFACS, Department Family and Children's Services, and they wanted to know when was the last time I spoke to Nikki. And when I told them I hadn't spoke to her over the weekend, um, that's when I was told that I may want to just come and check on her. And when I asked, of course, they didn't tell me until I got there to see what I saw.
0: Wow. Wow
2: and what when, when i got when i when i got word that she was at home um she was found unconscious that's what I was told so when I got there um James' I felt like um that she may have just taken a couple of pills and maybe did a little slight overdose that's how i felt okay. um I didn't have no idea or no clue that she was found murdered until I got to the, on, on the scene. And that's when it came became so surreal for me.
0: Wow. So you walked in and you actually saw the body, the, how long had the body been there at that particular point?
2: So the thing is, is when I, she lived, I don't know if you remember that community, it was a gated community.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember area.
2: So by her living in a gated community, and that's when I knew what transpired, is when I saw the crime scene. Okay. Truck, I saw the helicopters and I saw the yellow tape. And I was approached by a detective. And it was so weird and ironic because that detective knew exactly who I was when I didn't know who he was. Oh, man. So therefore, he pulled me away and, um, you know, set me down in his car. And then that's when he asked the question Do I know anybody that would have wanted to harm Nikki?
0: Wow. And at that point did you share with him what she had shared? at that point did you had did you share with him what he had shared with, with, with the, what what uh, nikki had shared with you about it?
2: that's when i went into details and let it be done um yeah what she had told me the weekend of
0: okay okay um uh, so let me ask you this right here because i know we're 12 years uh 12 years removed have you had any contact with the girls
2: I have not. I actually went to their arraignment when they were sentenced. Um, we weren't able to exchange words. It was just me sitting there and listening to um, all the charges and whatnot, uh, whatever, take, you know, what takes place in a courtroom. Um, but I have not talked to the girls.
0: If you talk to them, what would you say to them?
2: And that's a good question because one thing I can say is that I'm at peace. Okay. I'm at peace with it, but I don't know. I don't, I really don't know because when I talked to them that weekend before they did what they did, I mean, I just felt like they could have really been true to not only me, but to themselves that saturday three days prior to them doing what they did so therefore as far as me talking to them and what i would say to them i don't know james because i mean even in a confess the confession that they made i don't even think they thought about what they did or knew what they did
0: let, let, while you say that let, let's watch that hold on I, I got i have the a little clip of that Let's watch, let's watch, a piece
1: of that right quick. If you don't lie while under interrogation and even mock officers after the arrest tonight, you'll see those same twin sisters admit to brutally killing their mother. This week, 11 Alive cracked open the case file of Jasmia and Tasmia Whitehead. And tonight, the most chilling details yet. Kitty Beck is here with the twins confession. Well, Brenda, we pick up almost exactly four years after the crime, the twins about to go to trial. Instead, they accept a 30-year sentence and start talking about what actually happened the morning of the murder. It wasn't like it was a fight on the street. It was more of a fight to somebody die. A fight with their mother after waking up late for school. she you just started waving the pot around things like that or whatever it is. So I guess she's trying to hit us with the pot. You know, She just threatening us and everything. The girls say they got the pot away from her, but it was the start of an all-out brawl. Your mom's yelling. We all yelling. Everybody's yelling. We all, we mad. I had took the pot from her. This was she had grabbed, and I kind of turned like I said, get back. But she didn't keep the knife in her hand. My mom was just was winning that, that battle with the knife or whatever, so I picked up the pot. Hit Jazz yeah. breaks this red vase over her mother's head. It was the first sign of blood, and her mother fought back. She beat me in the chest. Like I said, I'm not that big, so she's, when she beat me, she latched on to me. I'm trying to get her off of me because it hurts. I'm trying to punch her, I guess. And um, I think Jazz stabbed her. Just stay After more fighting, Jazz says at some point she begins to choke her mother with this ribboned medallion she won as a child. Her mother delivers a swift backhand blow, catching her by surprise. So I, was I think I picked up a and I They were in cuts like they were deep I myself to do that. After all the biting, Dude. punching, screaming, and stabbing, the Dude. twins drag their mother into the bathtub. Neither really explain why. You had about hands? Yeah, I think I had I was at the top.
2: And, and Jazz had her, her feet? Yeah,
1: she was, she was heavy. And what did y'all do? They put her in the tub. But Nikki Whitehead was still alive. In fact, she was talking to the twins. What's she saying? <laughs> she,
0: man i can't watch them i'm sorry I, that's 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 all i can watch on that i'm sorry uh can you hear me
2: i can hear you yes
0: yeah that's that, that's that's tough that's tough so of that of that interview how much of the this is just an opinion of course how much of the you how much of that do you think was rehearsed or concocted or do you believe that it occurred like the way they said it did
2: um I really feel like that was um, a confession that they were told to give some details um, in order to get what was a plea deal, a plea bargain for them. Um, Although they still were sentenced to life, which is 30 years, but they still would be up um for parole um as far as like remorse and how they come across i just felt like um they realized what they've done it came with consequences you know what i mean
0: gotcha gotcha too in other words too late too late yeah it's basically just too late i mean we because you know what man sometimes these Sometimes people don't realize that death is final. You know what I'm saying? If you, you, know, if you decide to take a life, you know, or do something, you know, I, that's why I have problems with some of these video games. How they give, you know, these kids go, they seem to go into some type of euphoric state and they're shooting at all these types of things and blood is coming off, you know, some of these mature games that they shouldn't be playing at the ages that they are. And then they kill, they're killing these people and it becomes kind of desensitized to their whole process and it gets easy, right? All and right. so when you're in that real such real life situation, you know, you do it, but then all of a sudden, here's the blood. You exactly. know, here, here's the body, you know, and and then what was so messed up, what I remember most about that story was is that uh after they killed their mother, they went to school. They took a bath, got dressed, went to school, well, put a plan together.
2: Put a plan together. To
0: yeah, put a plan together, and then went to school.
2: That's that's just. I mean, hey, what what right person? What person in their right mind does that? You know what I mean? I can't
0: cuss. I can't cuss you out and not feel bad about it in a minute. I gotta go look. If I yuck, if I cuss you out real good, I get somebody mad at somebody in traffic. I gotta go take a nap.
2: You know exactly. I don't like
0: being mad. You know what I mean? I was. uh, it's, It's ironic. The other day I was pulling in my subdivision. And some of the young cat tried to pull me over and try me, right? You know, and uh, and he, you know, he's like, "Man, you got a problem," but he used a couple of other choice words. Okay. I'm like, "Who are you?" You know, he's like, "Man, you honking your horn and all this kind of stuff." I said, "Man, I didn't see you," but he's pulling me over to challenge me, right? And I, well, let me ask you a question. I said, "If I had agreed to what you said, what would have happened?" But well, we would have had to, had to handle it like men. I said, "Well, I said, well, we're a man short." Right. He said, huh? I said, we're a man short. I said, because I'm 50 years old. I'm a grown man. I've been living out here for five years. You think I'm going to fight while I live? I said, man, take your young ass on, is what right. I told you. I had to right. preach for a minute. I said, take your little young ass on and leave me alone. And he left. You okay. know what I'm saying? But these people don't mind challenging you, don't mind trying you, all of these types of things, right? But then, as, as the little girl said in the interview, she said she was cutting so deep. Did you hear what she said? That And she knew she was cutting that deep, right? And all of a sudden they look up, mama's gone. And then the way they try to hate, they said that the mama was saying to them on her way out, I hate you.
2: And so when I, when I heard that, I, because I think somebody had asked me before, like, what do you think Nikki was telling them? See, I thought the opposite because she loved them so dearly, James. I just knew that she was telling them, although you're doing this to me, I love you. Wow. I love you. But I was like, well, hey, Nikki looked at it like, you know, she was probably like in her, you know, she probably had that final thought going on and she let it be known, hey, I hate you.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: You know, and I felt like, you know, that whole confession, yeah, it was something you guys had to come up with because at this point, you were God because even through that whole process, I don't know if you guys or anybody even know um, those girls walked free for a good after we buried Nikki and and they wouldn't release a body until the corners did everything. Because you got to look at it. This was known as a murder mystery Mm -hmm. Mm because at this point they wouldn't let me be. They didn't let it be known that the girls did it. You know what I mean? Uh But anybody that knew Nikki, anybody that was close to her, we already knew that the girls did, did that to her. But outside looking in, you looked at it like it was a murder mystery. Was it her boyfriend? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that that's the first thing anybody's going to think in an instance like that where a girlfriend, where a woman is killed, 34 years old, beautiful like she was. Because uh, uh, she was, I mean, she, man, her and her daughters were gorgeous. I mean, they like were a, beautiful. But I mean, bad things happen to, you know, beautiful people too. She's you know what I'm that's saying? And beautiful right. people it's and that's right why good hair in prison you know i mean all those types of things and
2: so. i think that's why too it, it called international national news because of the fact that you don't hear that too much in our black community and okay. they were beautiful girls and um before this they were um a one student you know they were a students
0: yeah yeah you know, um, I did a show. I've done a show, uh, a couple of different shows. One show, one show, I, we're not, I'm, I'm not going to keep it too long, tonight, uh, but because we're going to do this for real in February. Uh, okay. But uh, I've, uh, I did a show called "When Mothers Are Jealous of Their Daughters," and that, and that show, that show got a lot of traction. And I didn't realize that, uh, that, true. That, that, that that whole thing existed with women being jealous yes. of their uh, of parents being jealous of their kids. Period. It yeah, exists. It, it does
1: exist. Yes, it does. It does, does. Exist.
0: Uh, but it didn't exist in this scenario, though.
2: Well, in this was. scenario, it was more like Nikki felt like her kids was jealous. She felt like the kids were jealous of her. Okay.
0: Okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. But my, from what I mean, on the outside looking in, it sounds like those girls got a taste of freedom and mm-hmm. didn't want to relinquish their freedom. They wanted, kind of want to grow up a lot faster. And mom grew up and realized it was time to parent or be a parent and and they rebelled. Uh,
2: they rebelled. Yeah. And,
0: and that happens. That happens. That happens.
2: Uh, and they also I, thought that I think, too, um, at some point they thought they can do it and they were they were going to get away with it.
0: So you think they, you think it was premeditated?
2: Oh, it definitely was premeditated. If you get all of the evidence, um, it's just that the D.A. didn't go for life. Without parole because they felt he felt like they would have got a juror of their peers and they would have walked, wow. because he felt like they were so manipulative. Um And when I was introduced to all the evidence and what they were trying to bring up against their mom, it was unbelievable.
0: Yeah, they almost swayed me with the little interview. I me mean, when I when I was watching it earlier, that's why you know I'm, I'm very cautious because number one, this is your story and this is your book, uh, and 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 I appreciate you for let me. Help you tell it, uh, but I when when I asked you if you, did you mind if I shared that video, I didn't want to paint a narrative that's opposite of what you, the message you're trying to convey. You feel what I'm saying, and 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 by my estimation, it looked as though those girls were trying to demonize the dead. We see people that's do true. that all the time. They they love to love to, and since a dead person can't tell their story. So they, there's, there's a term, you know, you got brainstorming, where we all put our ideas out there together. But then you also have groupthink, right? What exactly. groupthink is, where I, I I make a, a subliminal suggestion and then I hope you jump on my side. So they put this suggestion in the media as though mom was abusive, that mom was, you know, cause, and, and, and I ain't gonna lie, I I got teenagers. Well, I had teenagers, they grown now. But mm-hmm. uh, I know what it feels like to wake them up in the morning. And I know sometimes when they don't feel like getting up in the morning. And when I was younger, before I realized their uh how to become a better parent,
1: right,
0: because um, I stopped all that yelling. If they woke up, if they were supposed to wake up at seven, well then I just got to the point where I go, I get up at 6 45 and just go turn the light on.
1: Okay, so the light
0: would do for 15 minutes what my voice wouldn't do when I was younger, but I'm like, get up, get up, get up, get up. So the way the girls painted the picture saying that uh, you know, uh, you know, with you know we had overslept for school, she came She's in the yelling and all of a sudden, you know, why are you yelling? Da-da-da. And then next thing you know, a fight ensues. That shouldn't be a reason to fight. You know what I'm saying? And the last thing you fight a kill. Do- yeah, you know and, and that's a fine line between abuse and discipline. You know what I'm saying? And so if I, I'm not trying to fight my child and I would hope my children wouldn't try, you know, to fight me. I I think after a certain age, I didn't even spank my children anymore. I did that but when they were all young, I could I could talk to them when they got to a certain, you know what I'm saying? But
1: mm-hmm. I don't know
0: how that whole parenting dynamic worked, but I, I just hate, I hate uh, that you're a friend, that you, because I I, uh, I looked, I, I read your words, and I you know, I talked about, you talked about how you met her the first time and how she was dressed. And how oh, yeah. I got to introduce you to the little boy across the street. Yeah. You were here, mama was, I, I read it, I read it, and I'm gonna have to get the rest of it and read it all. And, and there are actually people in the comments now asking, uh what's the name of your book and how they can get the book. Will you show them a copy of it and
2: yeah uh, can they see
0: it? It's let me let me let me put you on the screen by yourself. Hold on one second.
2: Okay.
0: Let me blow you up. Let me blow you up. All right, boom. Can y'all see that?
2: Can you see it? It's the untold story.
0: Move it to your left a little bit. Right there.
2: The untold story of Nikki Whitehead torn to pieces, inspired by a true story.
0: And I'm gonna put her name in the chat. And if you if you uh, if you Google her name,
2: mm-hmm. you can find the
0: book. that's how I found it today. Her name is Yucca Harris. Now, Yucca and I wasn't planning on doing a full show tonight. I just wanted to do a snippet of an interview. So uh, because because uh, when she called really, i ain't going to lie, my Monday night show already booked almost through February, but we've already got that pretty much. And that was my goal going into the year is to book most of the first quarter. That was my goal. Okay. Uh, so. When you called and you said, Oh, I wanted to kinda of get her on because the uh anniversary or well, the you know, was to, of, of her death was today, twelve years. I went ahead and made an exception. And I also wanted to see what would happen if I if I did do a pop up show. You know, see I okay. mean,
2: and I off. I thank you for <laughs> but,
0: hey, no, you oh let me put myself back on. Hold on a second. I guess I need to be on the show too That's what I'm a part of hold on, I don't wanna kick you from the studio. I turn it back. Oh yeah, here we go. There we go. Okay. Learn how to do all this stuff. I gave you a cameo. You used to be on on the screen though, so that's different. I'm not as used to being on the screen. (laughs) I'm trying to get. I want to do podcasts. I really don't want to be video recording myself all the time. That
2: would be good. I need a
0: haircut. I didn't get a chance to get that because I wasn't expected to go (laughs) to go on live today. But no, but no, but for real though, we got we got to go back and we got to explore your book uh, because I read the table of contents. Okay. And there's some things in there it looks like the way you wrote the book that you saw some gaps in the parental part process and 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 and, uh, because she like you said she was young she was 18 when she had twins you know it's one thing to be 18 and have one right but then to be 18 and have twins you know what i'm saying and you gotta figure out how you're gonna provide for them and you know and then you still gotta live your life and exactly. you gotta do all those things so it's it's almost like babies raising babies and grandmamas ain't like they used to be you know I, mean? I, I tell people the world got worse when grandmothers got younger exactly you know, so you know back in the day you could drop the kids off at you know i had i did a show on uh uh on monday night about and we had uh parenting through the process through the eyes of men okay. uh, father. and one of the dr kevin you know uh he had a son in high school And when he had his son, you know, the the, they took that boy to grandmama's house, Mm -hmm. and grandmama raised him until Kevin could raise him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, -hmm. uh, uh, Pastor Morris was on. His grandparents raised him. Reginald was on the night. His grandparents raised them. Those were strong. You know, it was a different day. You know, grandmama's now they they, they hanging out and working with the daughters and all that kind of stuff.
2: And so, and with Nikki's story, it was the opposite. She didn't want her grandkids. She didn't want her daughter be raised by a grandmother because see when she was in the custody of her grandmother she was able to do what she wanted to do okay so okay. you know oh, flip side make sense.
0: Make sense. Yeah. Okay.
2: yeah she's okay. she didn't she don't she didn't want that for her girls she wanted to raise her girls and she wanted to have hands-on with her girls and so she tried to break that whole cycle at the point when she moved out okay so by her moving out she felt like hey this would give her a fresh good start you know, with her girls and only her girls, and nobody else have an input as far as how she wanted to raise her girls. Wow. That's deep. Yeah.
0: That's deep. That's deep. So I'm going to, I'm I, we're going to do this again. Um, we're going to do this again. I'm uh, probably the week after uh, Valentine's Day. I was trying to think of what holiday it was. I don't have a Valentine this year, so I wasn't, I couldn't, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> indelibly impressed upon my mind. So, okay. yeah. So the week after Valentine's Day on my Monday night show, I want us to come back. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna look at your book. We're gonna talk about, give me the name of it one more time, The Untold Story
2: of Nikki Whitehead. Whitehead. Torn to pieces. Torn
0: number two pieces, uh inspired by a true story.
2: Inspired by Offered a true story.
0: Yucca Harris.
2: Yucca
0: Harris. I got it. I, I should have got the link. And dropped it in there or i might be able to grab it right quick i might have so um yeah but tell them tell them one more time where, where can they get that book at
2: they can actually get the book on amazon.com but if they want a personal signed copy um they can also get it from the website which is the untold story by Harris.com. okay so yes. that's amazon.com and the untold story by Harris.com. i just put um, the
0: amazon link in
2: hmm
0: and uh, if it once once it goes our way through then I'll put the other one in hold on Whoops, did, did it go through y'all? Let me try again. Hold on Boom there we go one more time See if it goes through yeah, and y'all go buy the book for real those those that go buy the book So when we talk about it, what you said other one, the untold story
2: by yucca harris
0: No, I'm talking about the other uh, the, uh, the other the other website Okay. Normally I have all this stuff ready,
1: but.
2: And also, um, we're in the process. We're talking with, um, I don't know right now, we're talk, speaking with Lifetime. They want to make a 90-minute movie out of Nikki's story. So oh, wow. it's either Lifetime or Netflix.
0: And they're going to use your book as the model?
2: They are. They want to.
0: Let me borrow 5 $5. Yeah, <laughs> let me borrow five. I don't want to borrow five. I don't need a whole lot. Just let me borrow five out. I got five.
2: you. I got oh,
0: you. Cool, 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 cool. I'm getting that five out, y'all. All right. So listen, uh, I'm not gonna hold you any longer. We said 25 minutes. and We've done 42 minutes. But we had 10, 11 people in the chat, and they were, and they were, and they were listening. They were listening. And they were okay. Some of them were asking how to get the book. And Janice Murray. You remember Janice from church? Yes. Janice said, "Awesome job and all that kind of thing. She's to encourage you. "Awesome job, Yaka, for keeping your friend's memory alive."
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: So uh, we're gonna we're gonna definitely uh gonna help you do that. We're gonna help you do that, and I'm glad I I was a uh, I was uh, able I, I was familiar with that story. I was familiar. With that story. I'm
2: screenshotting it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, you screenshot.
2: Yeah,
0: I give you. You can mark it real good. I I wish I could use Instagram as good as you can. I'm not I'm not as good.
2: Uh-oh, what happened to me? Did you get it? I got it. Yep. I don't know what happened to me, but yeah. That's
0: good. Oh, we gotta get you back. No, oh, you get you left us. You left us. You left. I'm
2: here though. Can you hear me?
0: I hear you. Yeah, I hear you fine. just don't see okay. you. Anymore. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. That's uh-huh. fine.
2: That's How do I get... Uh I know what happened. Hold on. How do if I you turn myself?
0: You, you have to go out and just come back in, that's
2: fine. I gotta turn myself, turn myself around. How I turn myself around that's what it is hold on okay i'm gonna go out and come back hold on okay that's
0: fine okay it, uh, and any ladies that are in the chat right now that want to participate in a uh, mother daughter show and come on and talk about your mother daughter dynamic and what's been successful for you what uh yeah what i'm doing right now is i'm inviting any of the ladies that are listening uh that that have a daughter And one, you know, um, a few shows ago, I talked about how when Willie Lynch, you know, talked about how to break a slave. One of the things he talked about was uh, to raise mothers, to raise their daughters, to be psychologically independent, but to raise their sons, to be mentally weak, but physically strong. Hmm. And uh, and, and looking at that whole dynamic of raising their daughters to be psychologically independent with some of them, it seems like some of that stuff has started to backfire, uh, you know, because, I'm I'm a type you can't you can't get me with tough love. You know what I'm saying? Tough love will turn me off. You know what I'm saying? And then and, and, I, and I and I'm the type of person that go with because you know, I'm a cancer. So as a cancer, I go in my shell, put a, draw, a picture of the middle finger and put it on the outside door until you leave me alone. I don't want to see you no more because I don't do tough love. You know, that's okay. I am. And OK, so I know that sometimes raising your child to be psychologically independent sometimes involves using tough love. And my problem is that. Families are breaking up so bad now that when children are turning 18, 19, they're turning, they're leaving and not coming back. And so I want I want us to work on having healthy relationships. So I'm challenging any mother, daughter, or any mother that has been successful, some things, some tools they've used to be successful well, in parenting their daughters. I'm challenging them to come on and be a part of that show and share some of their stories. Okay. That would so be we'll great. Build, great. We'll build that up. I'll get you an exact date. Joy Gibbons just came on. You, you know, Joy. Joy Gibbons flag goes. Yes, flags. yes,
1: yes. Hey, we did, Joy.
0: We want to screen. We want screenshot that too. She said, "Y'all got it." Yes. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Hold on. Hey, Joy. Joy, she said hello. Are uh, you? Uh, she's watching. I'm sure. Get your get your screenshot, because 'cause we're about to we really are about to cut off for real. Okay. I'm gonna be on. You got it. Yes. All right. Cool. Cause I promise we're not gonna be on long. We I, I promise you we weren't gonna be on like that. Cause I promise I can talk for hours. I, <laughs> I'll I, I pull out. I'll pull out dynamics. I'll pull out as, as my old co-host used to say, variables. I pull out all kind of stuff about that story because uh it it, it was it was a sad story.
2: It's very and, touching, and, it, 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 and let yeah. let's come back and, and talk about it some more. I, we're,
0: gonna, we're gonna. I promise. I promise you that, and uh we we gotta. We got about forty-five minutes of screen time tonight to talk about it, and I'm, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna put this, I'm still gonna put this on Spotify, so they'll be able to listen to this portion, even okay. on Spotify. But we'll just call it the intro show, and we'll have the real show uh, in February. And okay. uh, everybody that's listening tonight, y'all, make sure you come back in February, and uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll build it up to let you know exactly what we're gonna talk. And listen, go get her a book. I promise you guys. Let me get one, y'all. But uh, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna read. I want to read it so we can read it knowledgeably because if it's what I think it is, it might end up having to be a two-part show or something. And if that's the case, we'll do whatever we got to do to make it work because we're gonna get a, we're gonna make it. We we gotta get we gotta make sure Nikki's story is told, and we gotta make sure people learn from their experiences.
2: Exactly. We exactly. Make,
0: Thirty years is a long time to give up your life because you don't like somebody. You could have just walked out. That's right. right. Yeah.
2: That's right.
0: All right. So listen, it's been real. I've enjoyed myself. Uh, yucca, I thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, Everybody's in the chat. I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all share this, like it, love it, heart it, whatever. And uh, we'll see you all again on Monday night. Monday night show, I will have Corey back. I have Reginald back, and we're going to be doing uh, another show on fathering, but we're going to mix in coaching and fathering. And uh, so we're going to, we're going we're I got the men kind of leading this year. Year off the first couple of shows of the year, uh, so uh, we're gonna then we'll get back into some more things. But I appreciate you, Yucca.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you.
0: No problem. No problem. You have any closing comments before we get ready to get out of here?
2: Um, no, I just want to thank everyone who have read the book, um, that is looking to purchase the book. I mean, I thank you guys, thank you guys, and um for the support and for the love Mm. you have for her story for Nikki's story. That was my chicka, they took her away. But she would never be forgotten.
0: <laughs> All righty then, we out of here. If y'all know, if y'all wanting to on the path to, on the path to better T shirts or anything, y'all uh, feel free to. Uh, oh, do I have? Yes, yeah, it's right there. Y'all can go to the website and get it. you I got to get you to where we. Hey, I'm gonna. Be, I need to get you a hoodie or a T shirt or something so you can take a picture into something. You, will you do that for
2: me? Yep, give me a hoodie.
0: Get you a hoodie? What size you wear? A small. I already got it. Look okay. Send me an address or whatever. We can meet somewhere. Right, but and I, I, got I got
2: your book. I got your well, book. Let's,
0: well, let's make a trade then. Okay. Let's make a trade. Let's get together in the next week or so. Okay. And, uh, and I'll meet you, in a, and I, I got a hoodie for you, and you have a book for me. Cool? Okay. All right, this, y'all, know what, y'all know what I say every time I close. The world is changing. Why do you remain the same? Have a good night. Talk to you later. Thank you. All right, good night.